Hello, this is Robert Barge. Welcome to Redemption's Table, where every week we will gather around this table with a special guest to explore the most appetizing ingredient in this menu called life, redemption. I believe in redemption. I believe everybody hungers for redemption, everybody. And the truth is, redemption is all around us every day. It is a recipe that God the Creator sets before us every single moment of our lives. Unfortunately, so much emphasis is placed upon the bad, many have difficulty seeing, experiencing, and tasting the good. So I'm setting out on a journey, going table to conversation, to accentuate the reality of redemption in the lives of everyday people like you and me. A reality that, I believe, finds its ultimate expression in Jesus of Nazareth, who is the not-so-secret ingredient to the redemption we all seek. So, come hungry, join the meal, because Party of Redemption, your table is now ready. Well, hey, here we are again at my favorite place, this table called Redemption. Before we listen in to this week's conversation about a really cool coffee place out in West Texas, out in Alpine, Texas, I want to float a couple of questions your way. These two questions have been on my heart, been on my mind this past week. Question number one, where are you hurting? Where are you hurting? Question number two, where is your hope? Where's your hope? Where are you hurting? Where's your hope? Imagine what would happen this coming week if we took those two questions out and engaged people in conversation with those two questions. Where are you hurting? Where's your hope? I I believe just by raising those two questions and listening to the responses we received, I believe a lot of good would be accomplished in this coming week. I believe that every place we, we, we would go could potentially turn into a table of redemption, a spot of redemption, a conversation of redemption. I'm going to be doing that. I encourage you to do so as well. Now to this week's conversation. Whenever I meet a couple like Andrew and Rachel Daniels, I'm reminded and encouraged once again that God is very much at work all around us all the time. Andrew and Rachel own and operate Cedar Coffee and Supply in the high desert mountains of West Texas. But they do a latte more than that. There is a deeper purpose behind every macchiato they serve. And if you happen by their coffee house on a Sunday morning, well, you can join them for Bible study. I was honored to teach there at that Bible study just the day before sitting down to this podcast a couple of weeks ago. As some of their patrons have expressed over espresso, there's a cool vibe about this place. And I sat down with Andrew at one of my favorite restaurants there in Alpine, Texas, Riata Restaurant. He had the shrimp tacos. I enjoyed the fried chili relleno. And after we wrapped up that table and that conversation, we headed back over to Cedar Coffee so I could try a desert spring. Wow, it was as refreshing as this week's episode. So I want to encourage you to lean in, pull you up a chair, join us for the conversation. We saved you a cup. I'd really recommend that desert spring. Check it out. All right, listen in. Let's get started. Well, welcome to Redemption's Table once again. I am sitting in Alpine, Texas at Riata Restaurant, and we have our special guest today, Mr. Andrew Daniels. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you. 
Um, I've just met you, you and your wife, uh, Rachel. Yes. We run a coffee yep. shop, Cedar Coffee. Yep. And y'all, you're from Indiana. Yes. Is she from Indiana my, as well? My wife is from uh, San Antonio, Texas. San actually. Antonio. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's what brought me to Texas. Okay. In the first place. Well, I was, you know, curious, but y'all are um, uh, friends with my daughter yep. and her husband, uh, Lauren and Chase. I was blessed to be a part of Bible study yesterday at Cedar Coffee because yep. you open up the place for a worship service, uh, yes. or, you know, yep, Bible study. Yep, that's and, right. And uh, I received an invitation to uh, <laughs> come and share yesterday, and it was it was a joy and an honor to do that. We're glad you could join. It was awesome. Well, so, I, a I great loved fresh it. word. Yeah, it was. Uh, I love the uh, freshness of the setting yeah to do that rather than going <laughs> into an organized church building uh it was in the church going out in the marketplace and we'll yep. talk a little bit more about that but yep. you and i've just met yep. you know, in the last few days and i want to just begin by giving you an opportunity to share your journey of okay. faith uh, totally kind of hit the highlights yeah so uh i was saved at five years old because that's what everybody wants to hear um at a donut man concert a donut but, man oh yeah donut man you know Long time ago. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it wasn't until about 13, 12 or 13 where uh, God really spoke into my heart. And he told me, and he, he set me apart You know, for at that point. You know, he, uh, I didn't even know what, what was going on, but I knew I had a vision of what my life would be like if I followed Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he showed me this amazing uh, landscape in front of me and, and these things that I would accomplish if I followed him. And it was, it was crazy. I mean, it was incredible. So you know, at, it seemed at, a little crazy too, because you started yeah, to use that word. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. At about thirteen, you know, that's when I knew I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow God from here. So, you know, I tried to uh, read the Word as much as I could. I was in Bible quizzing, and I memorized more than thirty chapters of Scripture, you know, for Bible uh-huh. quizzing, and uh, you know, really tried to. Uh, know the word of god and then as i was as i was growing up by the time of 14 or well 16 17 and i memorized all those chapters and as i was reading as i was going back to read those chapters they become they became sort of like dead to me because i was trying to memorize them and do all this stuff and i was like okay god i don't i don't want this to be a religious thing so um i'm gonna just read your word so i just started reading your word um and yeah come college um I'll mention this just because it's sort of a theme throughout my life. Uh, when I was making a decision for college, um, I played basketball throughout high school. Um, I had some opportunity to play basketball in college at some small universities. And uh, I, it was part of my desire, my heart's desire to do that. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I didn't commit until very late in the summer before college started. Um, and I actually wanted to go to Bible school um, into a, a little. Uh, Bible Institute up in the Appalachian or the uh, Outer Adirondack Mountains in New York called uh, Word of Life Bible Institute. Okay. Um, they do a lot of outreach and ministry to inner city kids from New York City. Um, they they do a lot of camps where they bring people up in New York City and they allow them to experience nature and they get to minister to them and uh, give the word of God out um, and just speak life into those people. Um, and that's what what my heart wanted to do. And as I was praying about it. Uh, God really touched my heart that that wasn't what he had had planned for me mm-hmm. right and uh, 
which was so weird to me. It was like, well, God, this is, I want to sacrifice my time and my life. And even like playing basketball in college was something I've wanted to do since I was 14, you know, like I want to, I want to give those up so I can pursue this and do something for you. And God, uh, you know, he was very clear. Uh, it was, I, I remember I was doing a, I was being a counselor at a summer camp and uh, it was the last night of the camp um, and we were watching this Louis Giglio segment on the universe mm-hmm. and Louis was explaining how great God is because of the intricacies of the universe. I've seen the that stars. video. Yeah. yeah amazing. Yeah. It's so amazing. And, uh, you know, one of the things, there was a school that I was uh, in conversations with to commit to for basketball, but it was in Oklahoma. And one of the things was I, I didn't know anybody there. Um, whereas in New York, my sister went there and, um, you know, it's a Bible school. So I would get along with a lot of people because they, they thought a lot like me. Um, and so as I was praying about it during that segment and listening to Louie, God touched my heart and said, Andrew, if I'm this big, what is, uh, 700 miles, you know, Hmm. what is Indiana to Oklahoma? That's nothing, you know? And if I'm so big and I'm calling you somewhere, someplace, I'm going to be there in that place. And I have a specific plan for you. And so I went, you know, I, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm, I guess I'm going to go play basketball at this university. And uh, so I did. Um, and then, you know, I guess a month later I went down to university and began my freshman year of college. Um, and I saw God work in that. Uh, I actually sat the bench for my team. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was not very, I, was, I wasn't extremely talented, but I was talented enough to get on the team. You were on the bench. I was on the bench. on the bench, okay. And we go to nationals. Um, it was a small Christian school, NAIA Division II, mm-hmm. um, but we were pretty good, and we ended up, uh, you know, we ended up going through the tournament and making it through the first round, the second round, um, the third round, and we get into the final four, and we get into the championship game. And I mentioned this just because it reminded me of a time when I was in middle school when part of that time where God had spoken to me and told me things that I was going to accomplish. Um, and one of those things was uh, I wanted to be on a championship team. And I had, uh, you know, in my in my mind, I was like, that's one of the things I had asked God for when I was 14. I was at a youth conference and this athlete got up and spoke and he had influence on me because I was an athlete when I was 14. And I just thought it'd be so cool to be a you know, on a championship team in the mm-hmm. future, God. And so my freshman year of college, I'm sitting on the bench during the championship game and about, you know, five minutes left in the game, we we're like down by four or six. And I just realized, like God touched me with that moment. And I was like, no way, God. I mean, you, you know, just to tell you a little bit of how much God cares about the little things in our lives, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that was a, that was a touching moment in my life that I still remember to, to this day. But the reason why I'm down in Texas is I met my wife my junior year of college. Um, she was from San Antonio. And actually the school we went to was almost dab smack in the middle from you know, Indiana to San Antonio. Okay. It was about 10 and a half hours for her to drive, 11 hours for me to drive. Okay. Um, crazy you know, story. We were actually both homeschooled. Um, and so we met in college. Um, yeah, dated our junior year and mm-hmm. into my senior year. Uh, and then when I graduated, uh, we, well, I moved down to San Antonio so I could marry her. We were, we were, we got engaged my senior year during spring break. Okay. So when she was doing a, 
uh, organization called YWAM. Okay. She's doing DTS in Germany. Okay. So, you you are in a very unique place, and for those of you who are listening, there's something about the Big Bend area in the state of Texas. It is uh, a wilderness in a lot of ways. It's still pristine, <laughs> uh, clean air. Uh, it's just an amazing place here in the Chihuahuan Desert. I lived here for 17 years in Fort Davis, and it's a very unique place. Um, it is definitely a place that uh, there's a lot of different people, different cultures, different perspectives, religious perspectives, non-religious perspectives. Yep. It's uh, kind of like uh, anything goes. Yep. And you're, like I say, you're at a very unique place, but not everyone finds this kind of place. Yep. Just pause and just say, we did have lunch at Riata Restaurant. It's one of my favorite places to eat out here in the Big Bend area. So it was great. I had the uh, chili relleno. You had? I had the shrimp tacos. Shrimp tacos. Yeah. And uh, I remember when this place opened uh, years ago. So it's a great choice to, to, for, for lunch today. But going back to, you know, this very unique place out in Alpine. I love love the high, the high country, the high desert. Mm -hmm. um, how did you get... From and it's okay, it's a little less of a stretch now yeah. in my mind from San Antonio <laughs> to here than yeah. from Indiana, where I knew you were from. How did you get here? Yeah, what brought you here? Mm -hmm. What what do you do? And then the coffee shop is just kind of like over and above what you do. What's yep. the heart of all this? Yeah, yeah. So Andrew, yeah. So when we uh, when I moved down to San Antonio, we were planning our wedding. We got married a year later. Um, and we had actually visited Alpine multiple times okay. in our time living in San Antonio. We just like to get out of the city, mm -hmm. um, enjoy the wide open air. That's Rachel, six hours out of the six, city. Six okay, hours just point city. that yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Rachel's family has been coming out here for the last 12 to 15 years. Okay. Um, and so we had always known about this. Uh, we had always talked about, romanticized about, oh yeah, we'll move, we'll move out to Alpine or something. Um, and about a year after we got married uh we were praying about what's next for us you know mm -hmm. we were um we both had jobs in san antonio we were we were living and going to a church there um and and we were being uh, effective christians you know but we knew that god had something more for us and so we had decided that we wanted to do another dts together um with ywam and okay. so we were we actually uh i quit my job and Rachel quit hers. We sold mostly everything we had, um, and we had saved enough money um, to buy one-way tickets down to South America. Okay. And we did a, a DTS um, with YWAM in Argentina. Okay. And so we were there for three months. Now explain DTS. Yeah. Not so everybody yeah. Knows what so the Sabbath Training School in okay. YWAM right. okay. is, uh, you know. That's, you that's have, just it. Just yeah, wanted to explain it's a discipleship training yeah. school, and, and basically it's like three months of lecture and growing in your knowledge of the scripture and okay. who God is and who God is in your life. Discipleship. And, yeah, okay. and what God has accomplished in you in three three months of, or you know maybe six weeks, so six weeks to three months of okay. outreach okay. or being practical with those things. So they, okay. they set up you know places for you to go. Uh, we actually went to Chile, which okay. is just the country right right across the border. Right across the Andes. Yeah, uh, big <laughs> from, border. Yeah, big border. Nothing big. Yeah, Andes. yeah. Um, from, from Argentina, but it was a beautiful time. Uh, we were able to sow into a lot of people's lives, um, and we were we taught at schools. Um, it, was, it was an amazing time. Cool. But during that time, 
uh, you know, we were expecting to just go full-fledged into ministry. Um, Rachel and I, we were like, we sold literally everything we had. Um, we had saved enough money for one-way tickets there and one-way tickets anywhere else in the world and to supply our needs when we were down there. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, about halfway through that school, we were praying, like, okay, God, where do we need to buy tickets to? Because it's getting to the time period where we needed to buy something or mm -hmm. else we were going to have to really spend a lot of money. Um, and there was a week in that school called... Uh, it was, it was like an identity week with God. Um, and, and, well, there was two parts. We did an identity in the morning. We did dreams and dreams and things that God had called us to in the afternoon. And during that, that week, God had spoken to us both individually. You know, it's, it's fun to be spoken to together mm -hmm. um, and to both receive something together. It's confirmation. Yeah, it's that. confirmation. And then it, it's, it's even more incredible in my mind how God had spoke to both of us individually, and mm -hmm. then we came together. Um, there, was, there was one part in particular where they had us write down five things we wanted to accomplish in the next five years. So instead of doing that together, we separated, and we asked God, okay, God, what are five things you want us to accomplish in the next five years? And we came back together, we put them down, and they were almost word for word. Wow. I mean, they were, they were definitely point for point, and they were almost word for word. It was just like so incredible. And one of those things was um, we felt like we were supposed to come back to the States, um, which is nothing, not what we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, we were ready to do ministry full time overseas somewhere, whether South America or Europe. Mm -hmm. um, and God had just, you know, spoken to us throughout the school, but also this week just confirmed it. We were supposed to come back to the States and we were supposed to do something different. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, okay, God, what is that? What does that look like? Um, and God gave us a vision of a coffee shop. Um, he, he gave us a vision of the desert, um, of a dry place, okay. and that we were going to plant something uh, to be a, an outpost, um, a place where we could we could open up our arms and our um, we could interact with uh, people that are not of the faith mm -hmm. you know where we could uh, we could love on people that wouldn't go to a church mm -hmm. and that yeah so that translated into this coffee shop and God has been so faithful um, you know we it was a concept at that time mm -hmm. you know I mean we still had three months of school left and we knew that's what we were going to do um, and we knew that's what we wanted to do. We were like, okay, God, that's we want to love on people that would never go to church, you mm -hmm. know, and be an impact for you and um, be an impact in a community, you know, be able to set the or change the tone of a town. Right. And so we were praying about, uh, since we knew it was in the desert, we knew it was in the States, we were praying through regions, and we thought maybe New Mexico, and then this area, We since we had known about it, you know, uh, it just came to mind. Mm -hmm. And as we were praying about it, we were like, okay, that makes sense, you know, and so... We had decided at that point um, that we were just going to buy tickets back to Texas, and then we were going to move out to Alpine okay. and start the coffee shop. So, and you know, you've been here four years. We've been here four years now, okay. a little over four years, four and a half or so. Okay. Um, so we, uh, you know, we go through the rest of our school. Um, we come back to the states. We had spent most of our money uh -huh. um, at that point in time, most of our savings, and we look at this goal of the coffee shop and we say okay god you gave us a vision for the coffee shop and we don't have any money therefore you need to provide 
a way for us to make money so we can have the coffee shop. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't two weeks. Um, I, as well, I do product design and UX design, which is like I design apps uh, for, the, for iOS phones and for web applications for businesses and stuff. And so that, that was my background. Uh, that's the job I left. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, as we were going back to the States, we knew I was going to probably have to work that again mm -hmm. in order to make money for the coffee shop. So, uh, so funny, two weeks after that, um, I had been applying for different remote jobs and different, you know, full-time jobs in product design and nothing, just absolutely nothing. And I was getting a little frustrated, to be honest with you. I mean, I was like, God, I know you gave us the vision. What's going on? You know, mm -hmm. nothing's happening. And I think just our society, we want everything immediately oh, yeah. and automatically, you know. Um, but we were visiting my parents up in Indiana and I get this email and it's about a job. And uh, usually there's an interview process and a, and a questioning process and, you know, going through multiple interviews to get a job. And this one was just an email telling me I got a job. Okay. And, uh, you know, they were like, hey, we're, we're just going to do a practice project and uh, we're going to see how it works. Uh, and the pay was double what I earned before I went, more than double, wow. more than double what I earned wow. before we went down to South America. And I was just like, wow, God, like you are so faithful. And so it was totally remote. Um, we were able to work that job, save money. Mm -hmm. um, we actually traveled Europe. Rachel's family was mostly in Europe at that time. Mm -hmm. Her mom, um, she does nannying for like some professional basketball coaches. Oh, wow. Um, and so the, she was in Russia. <laughs> okay. Her brother lives in Latvia. Um, he was with YWAM at the time in Latvia. And her sister was actually finishing a DTS. Okay. Um, just like we were, but she was in England. And so in September we went over there, and, or no, December. December we went over there um, and we just traveled for two months. And I was working, you know, 40 hours a week and we traveled throughout Europe. And it was, it was a blessed time. And we, we knew that we were... Um, you know, preparing for the coffee shops, so mm -hmm. we were saving a great amount of money okay. um, so that we could, you know, buy everything we needed without going into debt. And so we moved out here. We came back to the States uh, end of January. Um, we moved out here in March. Okay. Um, and we didn't have a car because we had sold it before we went down to South America. Um, we were living with our grandparents when we were here in the States before we moved to Alpine. We literally rented a U-Haul drove down to Alpine, rented a house. Um, I was working full time, mm -hmm. but I was saving all my money for um, the coffee shop. So we didn't even take money out to buy a car. Okay. Uh, and so for three, uh, six months, we didn't have a car in Alpine. Wow. Uh, my brother had come down and uh, spent time here. So we had his car for the summer. Mm -hmm. And then as, right before he left, um, he, Somebody actually blessed us with a car, okay. uh, which is just another testimony yeah. of how great God yeah. is, you know, and how how, uh, how intentional He is yeah. about and personal, you know. I just want to, you know, interject something at this point. You know, one of the things that I've just noticed it in some of the people I've talked to on the podcast, uh, your generation. Um, you know, I'm I'm been in ministry almost forty years, and actually over forty years. 
and there has been in past generations, and, and I'm very appreciative for my faith upbringing. Uh, I realize it was through a church with mm -hmm. a particular denomination that God used them to bring me to faith in Christ. Yeah. Whenever somebody asks me, well, what church you belong to? I say, I'm a Christ follower, I follow yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And I leave the denominational labels behind. Mm -hmm. uh, but I am grateful for that uh, and, and for those things. But I have uh, seen through the years 40 years of ministry, it's almost like this staticness. Mm -hmm. uh, you talked a minute ago, being on the basketball team and you sat yep. on the bench. Yep. And that seems to be the concept of many, many individuals who appear in a church every Sunday morning. They're following Jesus that way. And that's pretty much the sum total. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not, yep. it's, the, it's the sum total of how they walk with the Lord. They're yep. sitting on a bench yep. uh, and they're leaning backwards and to move forward. Or anything new that God is is trying to do, it's like you know the the heels are dug in yep. rather than being on the balls of their feet, ready for God to speak and move forward. And that's one of the beautiful things about your generation, where you're doing things that are innovative. Mm -hmm. You're you're putting yourself out there. You're doing the business, uh, but also the this you're like Paul, yep. tent maker. Yep. You, you you do the tech stuff, but then the the, the the goal was to do the coffee yep. house, and there was a purpose in doing that coffee yep. house, which we, had, yeah. again, I was honored <laughs> and privileged to be a part of <laughs> yeah. uh, on this past Sunday and to even be, to lead that Bible study. I would rather have been there than in any place with a pulpit and in rows with pews. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not knocking that. I'm just, for 40 years, that's yeah. been where I've been, and yeah. I'm thinking... I wish I could go back 40 years yeah. and say, hey, because I've always had that spirit. I've had a maverick spirit, and I've consequently, I've always bumped up against the walls of whatever <laughs> uh, whatever church I was a part of yeah. because it's like God's wanting us to move forward, and we're yeah. like, no, we like our walls. Yep. And, and I believe God's yeah. like, I don't need your box. Yep. Uh, I'll use your box. I don't need your box. Yeah. So I commend what you're doing. Yeah. So. All right. So, all right. Then you've got the business here. You we'll, started the, the yeah. You know, just kind of yeah, fast so, forward through that. Totally. Sorry. I, I get off on tangents all the time. Uh, so, yeah, we we began the coffee shop in 2015. Mm -hmm. um, we we prayed, you know, that, uh, that that place would be a place of peace um, for all people that came in there. It mm -hmm. wasn't just Christians it wasn't just a certain person you know we didn't want to just evangelize right off the bat but we wanted to be different mm -hmm. um, and it was so funny you know after that prayer session after we opened our doors um, you know you mentioned Alpine being a dark place and being so well I don't know if you said dark but I we, saw, we but saw it, it yeah, yeah we saw it as a dark place spiritually yeah. you know it's a it's it's the frontier. Limited um, light out Yeah, as yeah far limited as light. Spiritual. Yeah, yeah spiritual light As, as far as correct, you know, Jesus yes. is the light. Yes, just, exactly. Just cut to the chase on Yeah, that. and, uh, you know, um, there's a lot of New Age philosophy and um, counter-philosophies to Christianity. And it was so funny to see some of those people come in our shop and mention, you know, you guys got really good vibes in here. You know, it's That's really... Cool. It's really, you guys are really vibing in here, and we're, you know, we're just sort of sitting back and being like, yeah, it's the Holy Spirit, you know, like, yeah, that's the coolest vibe <laughs> like, of all. Coolest vibe, like you're gonna get ever, um, you know. And so we had some opportunities to speak to people about that, um, to explain our vision, uh, and just to love on people. Yeah. You know, we're not out here, or you know, just people in general. I think in America have maybe had a bad taste of the church, mm -hmm. um, you know, and. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday, just like 
there's pros and cons to cultural Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the cons is sometimes we get, uh, sometimes we get a little religious, mm-hmm. um, and we get put in a box. And I, I was explaining to also one of my friends last night, um, you know, we, we want to tear down those boxes, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, we want to love people unconditionally and also love people that, um, don't get to experience the love of Christ, right. you know, when, in um, in Ephesians, when it says you're dead in your trans- your transgressions and sins, um, that verse has stood out to me for the last ten years um, because it what it's saying is uh, people who don't know Jesus uh, are dead, are mm-hmm. literally dead. Like yeah. they they don't get to experience what life is. They right. don't, you know, Jesus came. Jesus said, I, I came to give life and life to the full. Right. You know, and the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And when he says he's come, it means like before Christ we were all dead, you know, because mm-hmm. the, the devil accomplished his work, and then Christ came and overcame that death. Um, and so we have the opportunity to experience love and to give love to other people mm-hmm. um, that haven't experienced love, unconditional love mm-hmm. for sure, um, and joy and peace. And so we have an opportunity to interact with people daily. And it could just be a smile. It could be a, you know, a, a question, you know, mm-hmm. and just caring about their life enough just to ask, how was your weekend or yeah. how's your day going um, or to give them a discount, you know, when they're not expecting it, you know. Um, we see those little things as victories, you know, and um, as places where we can give an impact. Uh, so, you know, it's it's been, we've had more We've had we have more vision than just the coffee shop, mm-hmm. um, and you know, uh, we were talking before the podcast just about how some of those things maybe haven't come to fruition. But as right. I look back, God really has shown me uh, how He was there all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, where He was sitting and waiting for us to make a decision so He could act on it. And we were waiting for Him to act on something, and we didn't think we had to make a decision or have to take responsibility for anything. You yeah. know, actually have to do something. Um, and so we've learned, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, whenever God calls you to do something and he places it over your life, uh, to be vigilant, right. um, and to be responsible with, uh, with your gifts, um, just like the talents, like mm-hmm. the, the man who got five talents turned it into five more. Right. He wasn't just responsible in keeping the five talents. Mm-hmm. He actually multiplied it and was, was savvy in business, um, or, you know, savvy in whatever it was, mm-hmm. but, uh, we are looking now, we've learned that we need to be a little more savvy. You know, we were loving people and we were being responsible. Um, and we saw, you know, we've seen the coffee shop as a success. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the amount of people that, you know, comment or mention something about it being peaceful is like, oh, yeah, just a reassurance. Yeah. You know, like it's, uh, it's, it's a mainstay in the town. Um, it's a place where people come and they can experience that love. And then, you know, you mentioned the Bible study that we've started. Um, that's like, an, that's the, the next step. Um, we've also see just training people, mm-hmm. um, and ministering and discipling our employees. Um, a, a lot of whom are not Christians, right. um, and if, if, had a bad experience or been told a bad experience about Christianity, you know, whether it be from their parents mm-hmm. or, um, you know, somebody in their life that didn't take the word of God seriously, but mm-hmm. said they did, yeah. you know, um, so it was a little hypocritical. Yeah. So um, we've had a time of just being able to hopefully mend those those sores back together, mm-hmm. and then 
be an example of, uh, or try to be an example of a good boss, yeah. um, a loving boss, a generous boss, um, and and pouring into those people, you know, that, uh, you know, God told me last year, he's like, that's, that's a discipleship I want, yeah. you know, and we thought it was going to be with Christians, yeah. uh, you know, coming back from the mission field, or just Christians in general who didn't want to go to the mission field, or wanted to do something uh, in the marketplace, um, and impact a community um, outside of the church, you know, right. um, but yeah, it's just been, it's been us loving on people who haven't experienced Christ before, right. and uh hopefully setting a good example of who Christ is and being a, a foundation for them because as we look into the world we just see um, people placing their identity in things that are not uh, they're not strong they're not a strong foundation it goes back to like the parable of the, the rock and the sand like what are you going to build your house on and outside of Jesus there's not much that's uh, firm yeah. you know and people I, need love yeah. And truth. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's been interesting to me that those two things, those who follow Christ, uh, some have trouble communicating both those things. Yeah. yeah. Some want to do the love without truth, and, and that, that leads nowhere. And some want to do truth without love, and that really leads nowhere because that pushes more people away. Yeah. And you've got to have both because yeah. it's the truth of God's word, the truth that you know Jesus is the only way, the only truth, Amen. the only life. Yeah. And but that He loved, and He loved people where they were, yeah. and yeah. He loved them even though they didn't accept His truth. Mm-hmm. But He loved them, and He stuck with them, whether yeah. they accepted His truth or not. He still yeah. loved them. I mean, He's hanging on a cross, and He looks out across the the. the the people there, yeah. Uh, and Father, forgive them; they do not know what they're doing. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, just an amazing standard that we've been called mm-hmm. to follow. Well, again, I just uh, I was excited to be a part of, of this, and looking forward to what God's going to do with y'all in the future. Yeah. Um, just a real quick. Um, <laughs> You, uh, where do you, where do you think, ten years from now? Because you a minute yeah. ago you said you had the, you know, what we're going to be doing in the next five years. Yeah. You know, uh, you have a vision where that might be. Understanding God, God may, God will probably change that. Yeah. Or, yeah, or totally. work with it until you get there. Um. Yeah, I'm a. I'm 30 years old now, and some of my heroes of scripture are Joseph and Jesus okay. and Joseph and Jesus both entered ministry when they were 30 um, now I don't know what ministry looks like for you're me. talking about Old Testament Joseph? yeah Old okay. Testament okay, Joseph gotcha. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he began his ministry yeah. in a pit didn't yes he, he did that's he did. not a good way to start <laughs> no. uh, well he took over he took over um, Egypt okay. or you know he was he was lifted okay. out of the pit when he was 30 okay so yeah, yeah he was his teenagers he yeah. got tossed into the pit yeah yeah, okay. yeah so he um, you know those uh, 30 has stood out in my mind for the last couple of years. Okay. And I'm like, okay, God, what does this have? Uh, but God has continually brought me back to the marketplace and brought me back to uh, utilizing my skills and gifts and business. Um, and, you know, some in management, some in leadership. Uh, so 10 years from now, uh, we, we see ourselves as 
pioneers. Um, so I don't want just one coffee shop. I want to be able to um, start other businesses mm -hmm. as well, um, whether that be design. Um, but we see, you know, Jesus says that uh, our job, or, you know, one of his, one thing that Jesus says that st stood out to me was using unrighteous wealth for the, the progress of the kingdom, the, the, the pushing forward of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have the ability to do that. You know, every, everything requires finances. Um, and we've, we've gone through a time where we, we trust the Lord for that. And then recently we've seen God coming through in, in rational ways mm -hmm. um, of supplying those needs and supplying finances. Um, but our, one of our main goals you know, still stands true. Like mm -hmm. we want to plant uh, businesses that have a ministry mindset. Yeah. So whether that be coffee shops or um, restaurants or uh, music shops, you know, anything that, that a person has a passion for, we want to be able to empower others to walk in the calling that God has for them. Yeah. And we want to be able to financially back them. You know, we, we felt during a period of time here in Alpine that somebody was going to bless us with a building. Mm -hmm. um, somebody who had a lot of money, they were just going to bless us with a building so that we could start training people. And that didn't happen, you right. know. And, and uh, I mentioned to you earlier, I think we've been called to be leaders because we've experienced a lot of bad leadership in our lives, yeah. you know. And therefore, you know, like, how much it hurts to have bad leadership. So you want to, we want to do something better than that. And now I know what it feels like to not be given that thing that I've wanted so bad, you know? Like, yeah. we really wanted a building, and maybe somebody had it in their power, and they withheld that um, from us, which is fine. Like, it's, you know, everybody has choices. Right. But when that choice comes to me, I want to be able to give uh, whatever it be. You know, right. if, it's a, if it's 200 grand, it's 200 grand. Yeah. If it's 10 grand, it's 10 grand. If it's two grand, it's two grand. If it's 200, it's 200, you yeah. know? Whatever that may be, whatever the Lord calls us to do, we want to be able to give yeah. and we want to be able to empower others in what God has called them to do, to okay. be and to do. Okay. So that's our, that's what we're doing moving forward, hopefully. One of my favorite pastors, writers, Mark Batterson, pastor <laughs> of National Community Church, and he talks, I've heard him say this several times, um, God is not interested in raising our standard of living. Mm -hmm. He is, wants to raise our standard of giving. Yeah. And uh, he's not. He blesses us to bless others. Yeah. That's the whole point. Amen. And uh, just like I say, I'm excited to watch y'all are doing. <laughs> uh, look forward to kind of being there in, in the, your balcony as, uh, and, and applauding what you're doing. Cedar Coffee located where? Uh, on in Alpine, Texas, uh, we just relocated, I guess, to a, um, behind a bookstore, Front Street Books in mm -hmm. Alpine, Texas. Our current address is 103 North Fourth Street, okay. um, Alpine, Texas. So we've uh, really enjoyed being in that location. Yeah. So my daughter's always <laughs> taking photo photographs every time. I can always tell when she's gone there for a cup of coffee. <laughs> I know, and I think that uh, is one of the highlights yep. of her week being there. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to us going back to your place. Uh, and having uh, having a latte, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, or what is the Desert Spring? I've not seen that anywhere. Yeah, so the Desert Spring is uh, sort of like a uh, oh, what do they call it? Um, a tonic, uh, espresso tonic. Okay. But we use Topo Chico instead of tonic water. Um, Topo Chico is like you know sparkling water from Mexico, but yeah. very common to this area yes. and Texas in general. So we we throw two shots of espresso over a 
um, Topo Chico, and then we put some lime, lime simple syrup in there. So it tastes phenomenal. I'm in. Uh, That's what I'm yeah. going back to get have, have at your place. Awesome. Andrew, it's been a pleasure meeting with you. Yes. Like I say, I hope uh, this conversation continues awesome. in the future. Or maybe get a chance to uh, talk to Rachel. Yeah. Uh, so, in the, you know, but uh, just thank you for being at Redemption's Table. We have a sign-off every... Um, Every Monday when we start, uh, well, actually it's not a sign-off, it's sign-off to the podcast, but it's actually what we send out to people, that, like this morning happens to be Monday, we sent, out, sent this word out this morning across the airwaves, uh, Party of Redemption, your table is now available. I'm going to ask you to sign us off with those words today. Okay. Your party's, your party's available. Party of Redemption. Party of Redemption. I, I, I don't feel bad, because <laughs> those who have been listening, I promise you, I, 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 I'm the one that... God laid, laid this upon my heart, and I mess it up every week. So part, it's Party of Redemption. Party of Redemption. Your Redemption. table is now available. Go. Party of Redemption. Your table is now available. Awesome. Yes. Thank you, my friend. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Awesome.